0: Alright, well now you can see that we've moved out of the sanctuary and now I'm out in the church parlors where lots of conversation and, and munching on cookies and donuts usually happens after worship on a Sunday. I've got my, I've got my mug with a little bit of coffee in it, I've got, I've got some toast that I made, and I've got a little bit of peach jam on that toast that I got from my grandma who loves me and takes very good care of me. I hope you've got something to eat, and I hope you've got something to drink, because in a moment we're going to participate together in, in a sacred meal called a Love Feast. Now I've been working hard the last few days to prepare an explanation for you this Sunday about what a love feast is so everybody could understand what this is and and why we're doing it. I had planned on walking you through 2,000 years of church history and and explaining all of the ways in which a love feast has been part of the life of God's people, part of the life of the, the people who follow Jesus. But then I realized just a couple days ago that there's a much easier way to explain to you what a, what a love feast is and what a love feast means. Instead of walking you through all 2,000 years of history, what I want to do today is I want to tell you a little bit about Barbara Dickinson. Now, Earlier this week we had a, a service of death and resurrection for Barbara Dickinson, what, what people usually call a funeral. Now Barbara Dickinson was Nancy Dickinson's mother and Randy Dickinson's grandmother. She would worship with us here at Court Street United Methodist Church from time to time. You may have run into her in the pews. One of the things that I learned about Barbara Dickinson this week is that she graduated from Flint Northern High School in 1948. And there was a a dear group of friends who who graduated from Flint Northern with her in 1948, and these young women decided that they didn't want to lose touch with each other. And so they they started this, this tradition where once a month they would choose a restaurant in the area and they would get together and they would sit around the table and they would talk about what was happening in their lives and and they would share memories about old times. They continued to to have this meal together once every month for decades and decades and decades. Because of that meal, these, these young women became senior women in the community and they never lost touch with one another. That meal helped to keep their friendship fresh and the bonds between them strong. And that's what a love feast is. In the early days of the church, of course, the the followers of Jesus celebrated the Lord's Supper and they they came to the table and broke bread and uh, and shared the cup with each other and, and they celebrated Holy Communion, but that wasn't the only sacred meal that followers of Jesus celebrated with each other. Followers of Jesus also invited each other over to dinner in their homes. They would, they would have church potlucks. They would go out to Bob Evans after worship. They shared lots of meals together. And they would invite God to be part of these meals. And God used these meals to to build the bonds that held the church together and to breathe new life into the church over and over and over again. That's what what a love feast is. Over time, as the centuries went by, this this meal that wasn't the Lord's Supper but was a holy thing that God used to hold the church together and to create friendships and and keep relationships strong in the church, this this thing came to be known as, as a love feast. And so today we're going to to partake in this ancient Christian tradition. We're going to share in a love feast together as a way of remaining connected to each other and and inviting God to breathe new life into us and to breathe new life into the church. As we begin our love feast today, we're going to hear a word from scripture. We're gonna hear an ancient poem that will be our theme scripture for the next year, starting, starting this week. Our theme passage in worship is going to be an ancient poem that people have turned to for comfort in times of of fear, in times of worry, in times of crisis for thousands of years. And this ancient poem that we find in the Old Testament in the Book of Psalms, this ancient poem talks about about a God who walks beside us. It talks about a God who sets a table for us. It talks about a God who fills our cup until our cup is overflowing. I invite you now to, to let God speak to you and to receive some of the peace and the comfort that God has to offer you this morning, as many Court Street voices share with us the words of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures.
1: He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil.
0: Thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies.
1: Thou my head, my Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen.
0: So now we're gonna continue with a table blessing that has been part of Methodist love feasts for close to 300 years. Now this is a prayer uh, that goes back all the way to the days of John Wesley. John Wesley was one of the founders of the Methodist movement, and there was a prayer that he loved to say and, and sometimes even sing before every meal. He loved this prayer so much that he had a special teapot made with the prayer printed on the side. I have a replica. Here's my replica of John Wesley's teapot. This is the prayer. Here are the words. Be present at our table, Lord. Be here and everywhere adored. These creatures bless and grant that we may feast in paradise with thee. Let's listen to what it sounds like when David Lindsay sings it.
1: Be present at our table, Lord, be here and everywhere adored. These creatures bless and grant that we may feast in paradise with thee.
0: Now that we've heard it once, let's all take a moment to sing it together.
1: Be present at our table, Lord. Be here and everywhere adored. These creatures bless and grant that we may in paradise with thee.
0: And now we continue with an invitation to come to the table, and an invitation to confess our sins. And we believe that confession is good for the soul, and we come to the table together in a spirit of humility. You know, it's important for us as we gather at the table with God to be real, to be real with each other, to be real with ourselves, and to be real with God. We've all discovered at, at Thanksgiving dinners gone bad what happens when people come to the table not with a spirit of humility but with a spirit of, of pridefulness and arrogance. We're going to lay those things aside as we come to the table together this morning by, by saying together a prayer of confession. Say, say these words that you see now on your screen Well, in the church, we never confess our sins without also hearing the good news of God's forgiveness. And so I invite you now to hear these words and to let them sink deep into your heart. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Let me say that one more time. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. And now because it's good for us to remember that pastors need forgiveness too, I invite you to to say the words that you see now on your screen. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. An important part of the Love Feast is telling the story of what God has done for us and speaking about what God is doing in our lives right now. Today we're going to do that by saying together a, a prayer. I invite you to respond now to these words with the responses as you see them on your screen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us sing to the Lord our God. We pray, Lord, we come into your presence with thanksgiving and open up our mouths to sing your praise for you are a great God and a great king above all gods. In your hands are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. We gather in your presence, Lord, to feast in fellowship with those who have gone before us, saying, O God of earth and heaven, your hungry children feed, your grace to us be given, that true immortal bread. Grant all the human race a feast from up above, the sweetness of your grace, the deepness of your love. Feed us now, O Lord, as you fed your people in the wilderness. You led them through the desert. You brought forth water from the rock and bread from heaven. Likewise, in Jesus Christ, your Son, you fed the hungry multitudes who were like sheep without a shepherd. He took five meager loaves, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying to them, If you love me, feed my lands. Through the abundance of his love, his five loaves fed five thousand, with plenty left to spare. Through Christ's suffering, death, death, In resurrection he redeemed us, put away all our sin, and freed us from bondage to death. In thanksgiving for these mighty acts of love, and in fellowship with you and with all who gather now in spirit, we offer back to you, O God, the words of your servant David, saying, The Lord is our shepherd, we shall not want. You make us to lie down in green pastures, You lead us beside the still waters. You restore our souls. You lead us in the paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil, for you are with us. Your rod and your staff, they comfort us. You prepare a table before us in the presence of our enemies. You anoint our heads with oil our cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Glory be to you, Father Almighty, and to Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. We all say together, Amen. Well, now I invite you to have a bite to eat and to take a drink from the cup. If there are people there in the room with you, then you can share the food with each other however you would like. You can all take a bite from the same pancake. You can each tear off a piece of your crust with with jam. It doesn't matter how you do it. Find a way to find a way to share with one another and to serve one another. And as you're doing that, we invite you to to look into each other's eyes and to say these words: God loves you. And so do I. And if you're just there in the room with the Holy Spirit and with no one else this morning, then I invite you to hear these words from me. I want to be the one to speak these words to you. God loves you. And so do I.